Coach, good morning. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Courtney? How you, how you doing? Wig, how, how's it going? Uh, what up? Hi, good morning. Uh, um, uh, you know, short night, but we're, we're, we're up and rolling. Yeah, I mean, what, do you sleep in the office? Like, what do you do on a night like last night when you get back? Yeah, you get it. You get it wherever you can. <laughs> uh, it's football season, so you know we, we have quite a few, take quite a few away trips. So, yep, you get it when you can. And you just you keep rolling. Um, uh, I know you've been asked this a good forty or fifty times, but I, I'm going to ask it anyway. Can can we read anything into the fact that that uh, Cam Newton started all three of these preseason games and? Uh, it, are you leaning toward Cam as the as the starter week one? How do you make that decision, Bill? Yeah, we um, you know, we have a lot of decisions to make, and so you know, we have a time term that we have to make them on. So we'll kind of work through the process here, like we usually do. So um, just got back, just got to you know we'll have to regroup here as a staff and figure out what. Um, you know what the best decisions for the team are on on a lot of areas, and we'll do the best we can. Um, I, I think what, sometimes when we talk about you, some say you know Bill is reluctant to start a rookie. Is that when it comes to experience, how important is that to you when you make a decision like this or or any other position? Yeah, again, it's. Um, you know, every decision is different. Uh, there are a lot of factors that go into each each decision. So, again, just try to, you know, take them all into consideration and do the best thing for the team. And that's, um, you know, there, there are a lot of different, a lot of different angles to look at. And so, you know, just try to do the best we can. Bill, we talk about this season being different, you know, and I think one of the big things that sticks out for me as a former player is not having that fourth preseason game. And for guys like myself who are undrafted or young players or even some veteran players using that game to kind of maybe show one more time that, you know, they deserve a spot on the football team. What was the message like for players knowing that you were only going to have three preseason games and the opportunity for that fourth one would not be there. What was your kind of message to some of those guys that might have used that game to to make a roster spot? Um, to control what we can control. Um, you know, we don't set the schedule. We don't you know control some things, but the things that we do control, which is our preparation and our performance uh, and our effort. Those are things you have to concentrate on. So, um, some players, as you know, in training camp, you know, some players um, get banged up. They don't get as many opportunities as somebody else who doesn't get me, and I get banged up or doesn't miss time. Um, you know, we each have to take advantage of the opportunities we get and try to make the most of them. So, that's that's really the same for all of us. Bill, going off what Wiggy just asked about not having that fourth preseason game, I felt like a lot of eyes were on you on how you were going to handle just having three. Uh, I know you haven't made a decision for week one, but when it look, when you look at Mac and Cam, what's the thought process like going into that third preseason on who will get the start, who will get more snaps, and so on and so forth, for any player, really? Well, not specific to any player or any position or 
but just in general terms. You know, players that have played more, uh, you know, you want to give fewer reps to them and more reps to guys that are that need the experience. Um, you know, if it's a competitive situation, if it's uh, the more more defined it is, the more clear cut it is. You know how the uh, how the <clears throat> rankings, if you will, uh, are going to go. Then you know at some point you want to give more time to the players who you know are going to play, but. You know, a competitive situation. You want to try to, you know, create equal opportunities, and and again, that's a combination of games and practices. Um, so, you know, really, it's it's pretty much the same at every position. When you look at Mac, I know that uh, you and Nick Saban have a good re- working relationship. I'm sure you talked to him before taking Mac. What's been the truest thing you've learned? Uh, since coaching him based off what Saban had told you prior? Uh, well, I think, you know, Max come in here and, and worked hard. He's put in a lot of hard work every day, and I think that's that's paid off, and it's and it showed up um, in the things he's been able to improve on. So he's, he makes a mistake, and then he learns from it, and works hard at it and or works hard in the first place so it doesn't make mistakes that, you know, maybe gets it right the first time, which is sometimes hard but um at that position. But you know, his work ethic's very good. Bill, one of the things that I think we all talked about this offseason was, you know, what you were able to do in free agency about bringing in a lot of players. One guy that's kind of really stood out, you know, in the first couple of, you know, weeks of the training camp and preseason has been Matthew Judon. Um and what his kind of looks like he has pretty good versatility and things that he can do. What has he meant as well as some of these other players that you brought in through free agency? I know uh, John O. Smith had a catch a couple weeks ago. What are guys like that meant to not just the team, the defense, but just their leadership and what they bring to the locker room? Yeah, well, I think Matthew's done a good job for us in terms of, um, you know, coming in and playing – multiple positions and, uh, you know, given uh, leadership and help to some of the younger players uh, at his position. You know, he's a very smart, instinctive player that um, you, know, you, you can really see his, his um, savvy and, and just playing experience, you know, when he steps on the field. Um, he you know, just has a real good feel for, you know, how to play and, and he's a good player, and so when you put all that together, you know that's a good combination. Um, but you know, at the same time, he's worked in well with the team. Um, you know, we have other other good players, other good leaders, and other good communicators on the team as well. And so I think he's done a good job of you know fitting in that, and you know finding the kind of the right time, the right spot, and you know how to work with with his teammates, and and they've done the same with him. So I think we're making progress. We still a long way to go, but we're, we're getting there. Bill, I think a lot of media members were hoping to talk to Cam uh, after the game yesterday or since he's been back uh, from his time away. Have you been able to talk to him and kind of give him support on, you know, maybe we don't need to be privy to everything going on in everybody's life? Uh, I mean, according to him, I'm not really sure I understand that. Have I talked to Cam? Yes. 
Um, and then what? Just, I, I feel like media members want to be privy to everything in athletes' life. I don't agree with that. I was wondering if you give your players support when they don't, you know, necessarily want to tell media everything that's going on with them. Yeah, well, each each player's relationship with, with the media is unique, and, you know, we all have that, so that's really, you know, a personal thing, but... Um, Look, it's a. We all know that this time of year is, is stressful for players and coaches in the NFL. I mean, there's going to be probably over a thousand transactions here in the next couple of days um, that'll come, you know, come through the league, and, and that that affects a lot of people and a lot of families. And um, there's a lot of relationships that are intertwined in those uh, decisions and the ramifications of them. So. You know, we all have to, you know, we all have to work through that. It's part of the part of the process. We all knew that when we signed up for it, and um, you know, I think everybody just has to support. You know, we try to support each other, but at the same time, everybody has to, you know, find their own, you know, way to, um, you know, handle whatever it is they have to handle, whether that's personally or you know, as part of. You know, somebody else, and you know, we have a lot of you know, players who have you know, families and relatives and loved ones. Uh, you know, that are dealing with a hurricane, and we're a long way away from that. So, not that it has anything to do with football, but it's an important part of the lives of, of many people on our team. Um, probably all people, really. I'm sure everybody knows somebody that's affected or like I said, players on our team who have families who are affected and we're close to them. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of support, um, at this time of year, um, you know, just all the way around. Some of it relates to football, some of it doesn't, but I think that's what you know, brings teams and people together, um, to support each other. So I think we have a good level of that and, that's hopefully we'll continue to. So what can you give us in, in the form of an update on the Gilmore situation? And is there enough time for him to be ready for week one? Um, well, we'll just keep working through it uh, every day. Um, you know, he's been here, you know, stayed uh, here the last two days and he has continued to, you know, work hard on his rehab. We'll, Check in today and see how that's going. See where what kind of progress we're making, and then go from there. I'd say it's really, you know, pretty much the, you know, like everything, just follow it day by day and you know, see how it goes. And you know, based on the results of yesterday and how things are today and the general plan that we have, then we either follow that plan or modify it a little bit um, based on you know, the most recent information. So it's really the same for all, you know, all players that are in that in that category. I mean, this guy's in it, like a broken bone or something like that, where it's pretty easy to determine how long it would take for that to heal. You know, when it's some different type of injury than that, but, you know, we just have to figure it out and, and see how it goes. 
Bill, you talked about getting with the staff, knowing that this is the kind of final day for being able to make decisions on rosters and, and putting together the depth of where you want to have each position. With guys being, <clears throat> excuse me, vaccinated versus unvaccinated and knowing that the protocols are different for those players, do you do you guys look at that going into preparing for depth, knowing that, okay, we might lose a guy similar to what happened with Cam Newton this past week. We might lose a guy like that during the regular season. So maybe we got to carry an extra player because these two players are unvaccinated. Is that is that something that you guys have to think about now this season when you're putting together your final roster and making cuts? Uh, well, I think if you look at you know what's happened in the league this year um, to this point, which is Obviously, still early, but there's quite a bit of information that's come in. I'm not sure the exact number, but there've been a lot of there've been a lot of COVID, positive COVID cases here, and so I don't think we're just talking about one one thing. You know, unvaccinated players. We're talking about a lot of vaccinated players and coaches. Um, you know, have have come down with the virus, and so that's you know that's a problem too. So. You know, it's it's a big, you know, it's it's a big issue, and you know, one that we want to continue to number one, just try to stay as safe as we can um, individually and, and collectively as a team, and try to do everything that we can to you know to avoid that. Um, but I mean, there there are a lot more people that are vaccinated that have the virus than are unvaccinated than have had problems. So, but but they both do so. Um, I'm not really sure what the answer is here other than try to be, as I said, as proactive on um, good health and, you know, following all the right um, personal hygiene and, you know, keeping things as clean and, and safe as possible. We do that anyway, just, you know, for other, you know, infections and just general good medical protocol, but uh, this isn't just a problem of unvaccinated players. This is, I mean, look at Tennessee. Like, I mean, that was a big problem. And I'm not sure, but I think most, if not all, those people were vaccinated. So it's it goes a lot deeper than that. By making it a competitive disadvantage with the with the forfeit situation, do you feel like the NFL has put coaches in a difficult position at all when it comes to those who are vaccinated and those who aren't? Yeah, I don't, it's not really my job. So whatever the rules are, they are, we comply with them. It's not my job to make them. And in situations like this, I don't think there's a lot of information that whoever's making those decisions has that I don't have, honestly, have enough to do to, just try to coach and you know help prepare our team. So I'm going to focus on that. Bill, one of the things that you always talked about is is being able to learn through situations of the game and teaching moments in the game. Last night's game, there was a situation where you guys had 12 men in the huddle on the goal line, and then you turn around and two plays later, you have an interception. 
Can you talk a little bit about just those teaching moments of going from a kind of a bad situation and then being able to capitalize and turn that kind of bad situation into a positive situation, which you end up with an interception in the end zone uh, for the defense? Well, I think, um, yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of good lessons there. But in the end, um, in that particular one, you know, looking at both sides of that, you know, defensively, um, you know, if you can force them to run one more play, then you know, that's you still you know you're still out there fighting. You still have a chance to stop them or you know make have some kind of a positive result of the drive. Um, if you're on the other side of it, you know, even though you're an inch away, you're not you're not there until you're there. And so, being able to finish uh, one way or the other, whether you're on offense or defense in that situation, is you know, really what a lot of games in the NFL come down to. And, um, you know, being in a good position is, is great, and taking advantage and finishing it is still, you know, what, what the outcome really ends up being. So, um, you know, John made a strong tackle, kept Ingram out of the end zone, and, um, and then, then we, um, you know, had a half a distance to the penalty, which was, not, not very significant, and then, but those inches might have, you know, they they could have made a difference. Certainly, we don't want to have twelve guys on the field, um, but in that situation, um, you know, unfortunately, playing a lot of people and getting into a goal line defense and all that, we we didn't have it right. Uh, but then, you know, able to make the stop on the, you know, on the inside running play, and and then when. Um, you know, when, when the Giants, you know, threw it and Jones rolled out and, and you know, tried to throw back inside and D'Angelo made a good play. And, you know, but you're right, absolutely, there's there's a lot of good lessons there. And um, not just on the situation, but also the technique and, and, you know, like playing with the ball on the one-inch line or one-foot line or wherever it was, you know, a lot different than the midfield. And so understanding those those things on both sides of the, of the situation um you know hopefully will you know, will serve as well at some point in the future but, but i think when those things come up you know we try to <clears throat> we try to coach both sides of the situation so whichever side of it we're on you know we learn from that but then we also look at it what if it was us on the other side what would we do what would we not do uh how would we how would we want to handle that specific situation because you know, ultimately we're hopefully you know going to be on somebody's inside the one yard line too and then you know want to make sure that we again learn from from something that you know happened in the game even though even though we were on the other side of it your guy bon jovi was out there wednesday do you, when you beat his giants do you send him some kind of a troll text or something like that last night <laughs> Um, no, no, I would never do that. Oh, come on, um, Bill. But yeah, John's, uh, you know, I think it's kind of, you know, Giants and Patriots with John and, um, you know, we're always happy to see John and, and his family, friends that, you know, sometimes come up with him and, you know, he's been a you know great supporter, um, supported me in Cleveland, supported me in, obviously here and. You know, met him in New York, and, and he's been a you know great friend, and he loves football, and you know we all love his music, so it's a good match. 
Is Bounce still your favorite Bon Jovi song? Yeah, it sure is. What is second? Never Say Goodbye or? Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of good ones, you know. Living on a Prayer. Yeah. Um, it's got to be up there, too. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> you give love a bad name? Uh-oh. Yeah. On yeah. a still horse I ride. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bill. Well, thanks. We appreciate you getting up early this morning, and and uh, we will. Oh uh, yeah, we're up and at it, Greg. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll be up and at it. Same what we can I tell. You, I know you guys are early morning people too, so I can't imagine what time you have to get up to get going. So yeah, you know, well, you but know. always good to talk to you, and um, you know, catch up next week. All right, Bill. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks. Yeah. All bye. Right. There he is, Bill Belichick. We'll take a break and we'll be right back.